0: Welcome to The Creative Brew, helping you keep your creative juices brewing. We're giving out chunks of insight, motivation, and practicality for your creative journey. If you're a creator, athlete, or entrepreneur, luck can only get you so far. Having the right skill sets are critical in your success. All Skill No Luck makes handcrafted custom designed flannel wear made in the United States and based here right in Oceanside, California. They pride themselves on quality, creativity and attitude. The perfect brand for the Creative Brew. Use promo code CREATIVEBREW10 and get 10% off and free shipping within the United States. You can check them out at allskillnoluck.com. Panels Comics and Coffee Bar here in beautiful Oceanside, California, right off of Mission Avenue. They've got some of the hottest graphic novels and comics out right now. They also have a wide assortment of merchandise, toys, as well as back-issue finished comic, uh, comic books and that I'm sure has some hidden gems in there. If you mention the Creative Brew, you'll get 10% off of your next purchase. You can also check them out on social media at Panels Coffee or go to PanelsCoffee.com. My next partner is Elevate Coffee Trading. And if you appreciate specialty coffee, enjoy outdoor adventure, and love helping elevate the lives of children around the world, then you're going to love Elevate Coffee Trading. Their mission is to extract hope through love, coffee, and adventures. There's free shipping in the United States. And every bag of coffee helps sponsor health and education for children in coffee-producing countries and in areas of need in the United States. You can use promo code Elevate21 on your next order. And you can follow their journey on social media at Elevate Coffee Trading, or you can visit online at ElevateCoffeeTrading.com. And let's start extracting hope together. A couple Pod is a boutique video and audio production studio and based in Oceanside, California. And if you're a podcaster, vlogger, content creator, uh, you honestly you should really come by and check out the venue for yourself. Uh, anytime that I bring in a guest, they're amazed by the setup, amazed by the quality, the production value. Um, like I said. I think the Creative Brew just went up a notch. I actually went up uh, incredible levels uh, partnering up with KoboPod and been able to um, uh, create, you know, 4K uh, video, um, you know, everything looks great. Um, Even the photographer that we have on staff, uh, you know, I use a lot of their photography for for branded um, assets for the Creative Brew. Um, as well as uh, the audio for my uh, podcast and my radio show. So um, if you want to feel like booking your session and maybe you're thinking about you know starting a podcast or maybe, heck, you want to just sit in one day, you know, I'm doing a, um, a podcast or a, I'm doing a show. Hey, come by, check it out. Um, see the venue, see the setup. Check out everybody. It's a great vibe here. Um, but let's book your session today at KoboPod.org and welcome to a new episode of the Creative brew giving you insights on your creative journey today uh, we have a special guest and this is someone that i've gotten to know over over the years and uh one of the top stars and if you don't know about uh bare knuckle uh fighting it is probably one of the fastest growing uh promotions in the in the country uh and this is one of the top stars coming out of it and uh like i said i've been fortunate to uh, to, to be able to meet her, uh, before she blew up. Uh, but she's got a, a very interesting story. And, and like, you know, with, with all fighters, I think it always, uh, sort of correlates to, to life and, and, you know, being able to, you know, get back up when, when life knocks you down and, and how do you transform and rise. So without further ado, um, I'll let, uh, Britain, is it Britain or Britain?
1: Britain. Yep. Just like Britain. the country. So you okay. call me great.
0: All right, cool. Um, while at Britain, uh, tell her story and we'll, uh, we'll go on with the show.
1: Yeah. Hi, and thanks for having me on. It's, it is really cool. And kind of, I'm sure we'll, we'll piggyback and come back to it. But, you know, I remember being with the women of the Carolina fight life and actually it was just jump into it. They were actually one of the, one very important step in my journey in healing. Um, because I, uh, was in a, a very abusive relationship. Um, you know, I actually, my ex-husband got charged with felony assault and strangulation and it was pretty bad, rough time. And I remember them reaching out to me, you know, cause I, I took these fights, you know, fighting and boxing kind of is what saved me and, and distracted me from reality and real world. And so when I met the women of the Carolina fight life, They were like, come on, well, you know, we'll help you. And I so desperately needed help at that time. So I just, I I latched on and that's when I met you because they invited me to the fashion show. And it's cool just being a girl. It's like, again, just following your dreams and never, you know, it's never too late. I always wanted to be like in a fashion show. Like I remember watching Top Model and, and practicing my runway walk. And I got to do that once in my life, even though it was small and like charity fundraiser it meant the world to me, and then meeting Just Heart now has spiraled into this amazing relationship where I can um, hit up at any time for, like, these awesome custom fight gears, t-shirts, sports bra, whatever, but, um, but yeah, you know, it's been a crazy journey, and I love talking to and with the people who, you know, don't know me now, because now is, like, I almost say it's not fair because this is the happy, like positive, successful Britain. And it's easy to love me, you know, when I'm doing good, like it is anybody. It's easy to love someone when everything is great in their life. But is it still easy to love them when everything, you know, hits the fan and and they're rock bottom? And the people that did and helped me out of that, I mean, I, I forever hold them like super close to my heart because it wasn't always that way for me, you know? I was running yesterday and, and looking at the um, skyline of Miami. I'm just going from that and looking at it and being like, wow, I really made it to this point in my life where I used to bust tables and be cleaning and like, and begging people for their shifts to pick up shifts and and begging people to swap shifts so I could go to the gym or so I could go to the special sparring event or go to a fight without losing my job you know it's just been it really has it's truly been a journey I I really just don't even know where to start because it's you know like life it's just a roller coaster it goes up comes down and, and when you think something's finished you know something else something else comes along and so it has. It's been an amazing journey, though, for me. Um, it wasn't always that way, but I think it makes it more beautiful, more successful, more of a dream when you've really gone through the hard things.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. Um, very true. I know that just uh, I know personally. person for me, like I said, I still um, work out and train with a lot of fighters and uh, out here on the West Coast, but uh, sometimes they a lot of young ones, they, they tend to look at the highlight reel and they see all these, all these fighters like you and, and all the other ones. And they, they, they feel like, oh, I can do that. Or I can do that. And they don't realize like the behind the scenes stuff, like all the, the messy stuff, all the, all the trials and tribulations that, that went to uh, getting, getting to this point. Now, I really feel like, you know, for anybody's life, you know, if, you know, it sucks that, you know, people get put in certain situations, but at the same time, if they didn't, they wouldn't turn out the person, transform into the person that they are now, um, and being able to be resilient uh, when, when times get tough. If if things was all fluffy and, and pretty all <laughs> throughout someone's life, and, uh, and a fortunate challenge, you know, hits them, they wouldn't know how to respond to it. Now, I think that um, the, the the things that you've uh went through and, and among all you know it'd be a whole list of fighters. Um you know it's not it's not for everyone. Um and you you really have to be uh tough and and you know mentally sound for the most part. Uh, I, I'm gonna say I, I'm gonna say a, a lot of people that that are fighting you something's usually a little off anyway. And I, I think that's just how they're wired. <laughs> but um I think for the most part um it's it's one of those where they you know, you have to be resilient, you have to be tough, and because and, life's got to hit you, and I, I think you're a shining example of, you know, of, of things that, that's happened, and, and now you're, like I say, you're running down in, in you know, Miami, and that's a pretty, pretty nice uh, skyline to, to check out while, you know, while you're working out. Um So,
1: Absolutely.
0: But uh, you know right right now I mean uh, I'll say you've got the got the fight coming up uh, in in June oh actually this this uh weekend sure. um, going back I- I'm gonna rewind because this is this is I'm always interested in people's journeys uh, I know we had met a couple years back some years back uh, back in North Carolina um, at that point you know in your life you um, where did you did you even feel like you would even be able to get to where you are uh where you are now or do you feel like you like even though things were happening to you did you feel like you still had the the drive to sort of get um to a better place
1: yeah I feel like truthfully you know I always felt out of place like I always felt like I didn't belong and um you know, even when I was, like, successful, you know, I worked for Wells Fargo for a year and did really good with them. You know, I was a recruiter. I worked for the Carolina Panthers, which I, I did really love that. So, you know, I, I felt definitely in place there. But, you know, it was always like something was missing or I felt out of place. And then it wasn't until boxing and fighting and I really felt like, whoa, this is it. And I kind of always had like, I don't know if other people feel that way, but I'm sure, you know, I'm not trying to be like self-absorbed or, but it's like, man, I, am meant to do something greater. I can feel it. And I'm not meant to be a journeyman. I'm not meant to be B-side. I'm not meant to be the girl next door, which is like always what I ended up being, you know, I, I always wanted to be like the it factor and, and somebody really special and, you know, That drive got me through so many things like, you know, not a lot of people know, but I have a master's degree and I didn't just graduate with a master's degree. You know, I graduated with a 4.0 and I got that with my undergraduate degree at a, at a private art school. And I got full ride scholarship to that, you know, very expensive school. And so those were just some things I knew, like whatever I was supposed to be doing, whether it was sports or outdoors, working with people. I was supposed to be great at it. And um, I wasn't going to stop if it even was. And, and to tell you the truth, I don't know. It's not like people think I'm so strong and motivated, but if I got to see in those things, I don't know if I would have sticked with it because it's like, I'm not good at it, you know, and I think that's the, the secret in, in your journey is, is finding something that's worth it and that you love and that you're good at. Because once you find something you're good at, it's nothing is going to stop you. And that's how I felt when I would go to, to certain things and found my calling. Like, I'm not just meant to be a C student. I want to be, or a B, you know, for that fact, I want to be an A plus. And with fighting, I knew it, like, I remember my very first boxing fight, um, it was actually this girl named Naomi Vasquez, and we were in the same locker room, and I, she was fighting for a world title. And I remember watching her warm up, and um, I just, the only thing I could think of was, I can do that. Like, I can be that girl, I can do that, you know? And even though she was much better and more experienced than me, it wasn't like, wow, I'll never be that. I was instantly, like, that could be me one day. And she was actually my first female inspiration in fighting to where I I knew that I could do what she did. And, you know, it it really motivated me. And now, like, me and her friends, and, and she posts me on her story saying, wow, I really dig this chick. And to see that, like, six, seven years later is like, wow. You know, like, so, so yeah, you know, going back to the the actual question, you know, I, I just felt like I was, you know, I think that's why I never stopped because I knew where I was at was settling and I knew where I was at, I would never be who I was meant to be. And then I needed to go out to California and find it Miami and find it, you know, somewhere else, because my small town wasn't, wasn't cutting it at the time, you know?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's I agree with that. We agree with you completely. Uh, Yeah, sometimes people have to leave those sort of, you know, those smaller environments uh, to to be able to, uh, to grow and and really uh, grow into who they could become. Um, Sometimes we can get stuck in a small town and feel like, you know, we're probably the big fish, but we're in a small pond. And it's one of those where, um, I, I know personally for me even coming out to, to the west coast you know I'm you know originally from Tennessee and um, coming out here uh, you know completely different culture completely different atmosphere and almost sort of starting from scratch and and sort of figuring out who you are and how do you fit you know and and like I said been been very uh, fortunate to um, you know to, to do all right out here but yeah I mean you just you have to be able to Especially if, if you're in the creative mindset, uh, the growth mindset, you're always looking to to grow in some form or fashion. It can be, you know, with you know going to a new gym and and gathering um, new knowledge from a new coach or, or getting new skill sets. It can be anything, but um, you have to be able to get outside that environment. And I think a lot of people can be it can be scary. Um, I know it was scary for me, but I, I really feel like things like that it's 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 necessary. Now you got you got to do it. Uh, sooner or later uh or you're going to be pretty much drowning um <laughs> in that small atmosphere uh almost choking to death and um i know that that's happened to a lot of people so um like i said applaud you for for being able to expand your horizons and and uh you know coming out to the to the uh to the west coast and and miami and other places now so um i, I see even with um like i said now you're with uh bare knuckle fighting and with you uh, your your platform has expanded greatly uh, What what do you feel like i mean do you feel like right now you've been able to have a platform uh, to be able to to go on to other things uh, i see you're you're possibly jumping into other uh potential media uh channels um do you feel like you know where you're at right now this has been the perfect sort of platform for you to to grow to uh to other things
1: Yeah, I really do. I mean, it's not like we wake up every day and saying, yeah, I'm going to be a bare knuckle fighter. I mean, there are some people out (laughs) there that do that, believe it or not. But to be honest with you, it's not like I'm looking to get in a bare knuckle fight every day. So as much as I love it, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of downs to it, too. But, you know, to me the platform has been everything, you know? And I always say that because I love fighting. I do. I love fighting. But when I say love fighting, you know, more of like boxing and bare knuckle has even helped me with that fear, you know, with boxing. Now I'm like, you know, it's like training wheels. I feel like invincible in boxing from going to bare knuckle. So there's always some growth in that, but yeah, the, the, I never, and I felt like that's what I was missing in boxing, you know, when I was trying to make it and struggling and being like a starving artist, honestly, for so long for boxing. It was Bare Knuckle that actually presented it. Hey, like, you're not going to be a star in boxing because you don't have money. You don't have a team. You don't have a support group. You know, frankly, you're a nobody, but in Bare Knuckle, you have a chance. You really can do this. People, if they meet you, they'll really like you and, and you're doing something extraordinary and unusual. And so I, I bid it on that light bulb that, 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 would help. And it has, it really has, you know, um, from fighting people like Paige Van Sant to now, you know, I get my rematch with new, another UFC uh, Beck Rawlings, you know, my name goes along with that and, and, and beating them, climbs up that platform, but it does more than that for me. It's really the platform that I wanted more than anything because it shows that anybody can do anything. If they put their mind to it, it shows that a small town girl with no money or support or family can go and beat these people that are UFC million followers that have bigger platforms than me and that I can overcome that, especially when they're bullying or belittling or thinking, oh, this girl's nothing. She has no skill. You know, when you go out there and then beat that person who said that, it's really an eye opener for people to listen and really, you know, I'm not for everyone and you know that goes with a lot of things but for the people that I really do want to be about it's it's the people that are more on the rock bottom that are or maybe not even rock bottom but like you said scared like they have so much potential and are are so feel great inside but are too scared to to make the leap to make the change to a different town or to a promotion that might be you know more money but more responsibilities etc etc like those people are really I feel like what my platform's for and it really has to deal with me being successful and positive for it to work for those people now going for myself you know looking at it you know it does open up the doors for you know I've always wanted to do things like I feel like I could would be a good motivational speaker and I've had pieces where I've done that and I love it. I really do. Um I love I think it opens the doors for me to be a coach and I love that. I think it opens the door for me for going back to my master's degree in sport management. And I would love to manage other fighters and I think right now my you know before if it's like oh and I'm a female so I have that obstacle. I don't know if I want this white female from Virginia training me for a badass fight or it's like, wow, this is a bare knuckle rank number one. You know, she beat, you know, so-and-so, she beat this person, she beat this person, this girl's badass and she's gonna coach and work with me. You know, that's my like, where I go with this platform. You know, and then even more like exciting things, like I always wanted to be on like a reality TV show and, and do like little acting things. Like, I just love those type of things. And I think it's so fun. And I, I love seeing like the behind the scenes on it. And little by little, you know, we get these little breaks in and, and I love it. And, um, you know, I just hope that it continues to grow. Cause again, you know, I, I don't really want to do bare knuckle forever. So it's nice that it opens other doors, but you know, I'm here now and I want to make the best of it so I can build an empire, a legacy, you know um, something people will really remember
0: after I'm gone, that's great. That's great. So I, I know, you know, from a uh, personal uh, standpoint, so you gotten gotten uh, remarried, um, and you know, I know you have a, a a little daughter as well. What you know, I'm always interested. You know, as far as um, how does your little daughter see you uh, see you now? I mean, as far as as far as where you've what you've been through, and then where you're at now, um, being on a, a amazing platform. You know, what is you know how how does your
1: daughter see you yeah you know that's something um she's just been awesome she was always really my sidekick you know in my past like when things were really bad she was always there yeah. and then it was like going to the boxing gym she spent like countless hours you know in the dirty like put chairs together you know not the glamorous boxing gyms but you know and um she was there for that and then it was kind of like Everyone was like, oh, this isn't appropriate for a little girl to be in a boxing gym every day. And it always made me feel, you know, really bad. But I think I broke down. I have a son, too. I broke down. I was like, you know, start crying. I was like, you know, do I need to quit boxing and fighting to be a better mom? Like, am I, like, really not a great mom because of this aspect? Like, is this wrong? And, you know, Paris was like, no, mom, like, you love this. And look how many people you help." it was that statement. I was like, man, and you know, I am, I'm, I'm on the road a lot. I'm gone a lot. And I do, I feel very guilty about it sometimes. And, you know, at the end of the day, though, we, we pick up the phone and call each other and they're super happy to see where I'm at. And she's actually here with me now in Miami because it's summertime and um, she's a part of this fight camp. So it's even like, like more powerful for me so she can see, wow, like, you know, I'm not off lollygagging, like sometimes, you know, on social media, it looks fun. Oh, Britain's in California. Oh, Britain and Joey are scuba diving. Oh, Britain's doing this. Oh, wow. Look where they are now. It, it looks fun, but it's, you know, it's also being in the gym, sweating and, and being miserable and your body being under distress for two and four hours. It's going to doctor appointments. You don't necessarily want to be at. it's, you know getting ivs getting shots getting doctor appointments getting you know up early staying up late doing interviews you know doing this and you know it's it's cool but she gets to see it it's really eye-opening but then it's also a good conversation because we just had it. she's like you know i don't think i want to fight anymore but i I think i want to be a doctor because i make lots of money i'm like well well that's true but doctors wake up early. They have meetings and conferences, tons of school they have to go to. I am just like, well, I want to be an actress. And I'm like, that's, (laughs) then you're meeting, then you're on a plane here, you're doing press conferences, your shows, it's long shoots, no food. Every job has its sacrifice, is, is the key to find something you love. And I think with Paris, my, you know, and both my kids being around me, I think my daughter can see that I genuinely am happy and love what I do, and so she's all about it, and and she's geared up. She's actually going to be attending my Fight Friday live for the very first time, and because of my energy and how I present myself to the sport, she's pumped for it. She's not, you know, nervous, or, you know, she knows exactly what to expect, and it's awesome to show that. Like, it feels like, you know, back in the day when you bring your kid to work day, and how proud you get to be, like, and then even, you know, like with kids that, you know, say like they're proud that their dad's, you know, a janitor. And I think that feeling right there is like, is amazing. Like, you know, that you are proud of your parent for whatever job that they do and that you could see the hard work and labor it goes into it. And, and not only that, but the need for it. Like there is a need for every person in every place and every job. And it, it's not a need to be grumpy and like, oh, here I am changing trash cans. It's the, you know, the person that changes trash cans with a smile on their face and says, oh, let me get that for you. And you you see that kindness in someone doing that, that really like sparks something in somebody else to be great, you know? And so I, I see that in her. And I think that, you know, she's going to be somebody great someday, whatever, you know, her path and following is.
0: That's great. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I've, you know, I've been one of those uh, advocates where... Um... You know, st- you know, kids. You know, they 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 model what their parents do, not necessarily what they say. They always model what they do. Um, and you know, I think for you know, for both your kids, you know, being able to see that, being able to you know, see the things that you're doing, um, I think it's going to give them more more insight and more perspective. On you know, hey, I can travel, I can do certain things, um, and not feel like I'm you know, confined, or maybe perhaps maybe if you were still in that small town and then that was the kids, that was all they saw. That was, that's their world. That's their perspective. And they could never grow from that. Um, so being able to expose them to a larger environment and seeing different things um, exposes them to uh greater, you know, insight and things that they want to want to do with their life. So that's, that's, that's great. Um, you were, there was something you were saying and um and I was actually pretty curious. Um, I'm always interested as far as with people's routines and I know between, you know, I'm in the cradle field. Um, I know, but being in an athletic field, I know you're in the athletic field. Um, do you have a certain like routine, like through the day? Is there, is there like certain pockets of time where, cause I know you've got oh, so many things going on. Are there pockets of time to where you, um, do things to sort of, um, Uh, almost more self-care type things to where you're maybe you're doing meditation or maybe you're um, just going for just quiet walks or runs or just doing any kind of reading listening to podcasts I didn't know what your um, what your sort of routine is um, just through the course of the day
1: yeah so my routine definitely changes all the time even though it's funny because I beg for stability all the time and it's like uh, you know it, it, once you get settled it changes so it's cool though because I'm super adaptable but you know right now our routine is pretty set and it gets like that during fight camps especially when you have a goal you know I say it's super important to have a routine when you have a goal in mind because it really puts it concrete so but it was, it's, it's very cool that you say that because when we were writing up this routine I actually specifically said I need to have that free time, that time to be a way to like decompress because, you know, 10 to 12 at one gym and then we're six to eight at another gym with a, you know, two or three other things in the middle of the day, it gets to be a lot. And so my time I always said was like one thirty to two thirty that I need for me that I'm not really doing anything. And I followed that for about four weeks and then I, I broke away from it, but it was very nice. And And it's always that free time what I do. Um, Like this camp specifically was going up to the pool outside. Um, So that's what I chose. But even last night, you know, I told my husband, I was like, you know, I think I'm really having like stress and anxiety. I would really appreciate it if we drove to the beach and you guys walk the dog and hang out and I'm going to go on a jog um, down the beach line. And um, I always find like in moments of my life when I'm under a lot of stress, or anxiety, it never really goes away until I go to like that outdoor spot. And um, I think that's been big for me my whole life. You know, I I actually grew up in Germany, and we played outside all the time. You know, I definitely had that lifestyle, like, you're outside, you don't come inside until it's dinner or bedtime. So I grew up making forts and, and, you know, imagination, craziness, um, when I was younger. And then when I was, you know, my young adult life, it was always hiking, canoeing, kayaking. Those were my things. And when I went to college, you know, my undergraduate, you know, I minored in outdoor recreation. So it was just a part of me, like always getting away. I feel like anytime I see a building or a large group of people, when you're under stress, it's just like, is more stressful. And when you see nothing, that's when you're like, you can kind of get that freedom feeling. Like, There's no buildings, no cars, no man-made stuff, no people. It's just me and the, in the world, you know, the trees, the bees, you know, nature. And, um, it always kind of like resets me and, uh, lets me get back to like, really what's important, which is that we're alive, we're breathing, we're healthy, you know, And, and the universe is a really beautiful place and the world is very beautiful. If we take time to like, look at it and not get so bogged down and, um, yeah, I, I always feel so much better after I
0: do that. That's great. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, uh, it's always a good routine to, to go outside, go to nature. Um, it's probably the best therapy that, that anyone can do is, you know, get that vitamin D, get that fresh air. And, um, that, uh, I think that just allows anyone to sort of decompress. Um, if, if you're stressed out in nature, then there's a, <laughs> you've got a, you've got a big issue. Um, right. So, um, <laughs> We'll, we'll go into, you know, creativity, you know, I and this is something that um, I really feel like all athletes are, are creative uh, in their own right. Um, w- with you, how, do, how would you define creativity uh, in your, um, as far as with your specific, you know, skill set, how would you define creativity?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, creativity with like, using what you have, you know, like a very good example is during COVID, like, I mean, COVID as tragic and and terrible as it was being a pandemic, if you look at it on a positive, it was a door for a lot of people um, who had, I feel like, that creativity, like, oh, no, this is shut down. This is shut down. I lost my job. Now, what do I do? We had to really be creative. And, you know, when all the gyms were closed down, you know, it wasn't a time for me to be like, well, I guess I'm not going to the gym. I actually had a playground. And I looked at that playground and dirty, yucky, you know, we don't use it anymore. And I took the swing off of it and put a heavy bag in its place and punched the heavy bag on the playground, you know, going to steps, going to playgrounds and doing dips off of the slides, doing pull-ups on the monkey bars, you know, things like that. You don't need so many people are like, I can't go to the gym because I can't afford the membership. That should never be anyone's excuse for not going to the gym. Cause you can make a gym literally out of anything. If you use your mind and our creativity, you know, our creative, I can't say that word, creative. So if you're creative, you can make that, that happen. And I felt like, you know, I was the best at that, especially, you know, rewinding into my life, you know, that I didn't have a lot. I didn't have money. I couldn't pay membership dues. You know, I was lucky to go to the YMCA and get reduced, you know, reduced fees and, um, and take that avenue and, and try to get the the scholarship programs but sometimes that didn't always work so yeah using those things um, you know again when we talk about punches you know there's a jab there's a cross there's a hook well every fighter knows what a jab cross hook is you know and everyone can kind of throw them if they practice you know for a week or two it's a pretty common common thing but then it's like mixing it up if you expect you know a jab hook cross maybe we do cross jab hook, you switch up that rhythm, you switch up that beat. Um, And that always messes up when you're being competitive, when you're sparring or fighting, you know, you kind of disturb that rhythm by getting creative with your punch flow and your movement, getting creative with different techniques, with different boxing styles. You know, you see some people with the Philly shell, see some people look like Roy Jones Jr. with his hands real low. You see some people, Mike Tyson. Um, Not everyone can be those people, you know? Uh, You certainly wish you can, but sometimes you just don't have the attributes that they have and you have to be creative. Well, I like this punch and I can do this really great from this fighter, but I can't do this. Okay, well, it doesn't mean abandon that style altogether. Use the jab from this fighter, but you might want to use this hook from this fighter. And put them together. Now you've created your own unique fighter profile. Where oh man, you know jab like Roy Jones, but hook like Tyson. That's lethal, you know. So um, always good, awesome ways to look at it. You know, my biggest thing and in, in my journey is is being with the people that I have been, and really being open, not being like oh well, I do it like this or my gym does it like this. You know, really being open to like what their method to their madness is and really trying it you don't have to stick with it but really commit to it you know and um I've really done that and I I feel like I've done really well with like being very mold molded and adaptable and I think that you know if you don't know me I I love that you use the word transform and we use that word a lot I think that's a very important word and say you know we don't really change as people but we do transform and we can transform into something great and it's just taking that transformation and being like you know you could see it you could see it literally when someone transforms and it's because they're open to the new suggestions open to being creative and listening to others and making it and you could see that in my fight career from day one to you know now you know this is like my 19th pro fight that I'm going into and every time people are seeing something new. I think seeing the new is being creative and being innovative, innovative and and not just being like, well, you know, this worked last time. I'm going to keep it, you know, like try to mix it up a little bit, you know, because that keeps you too. you know, that keeps you loving what you do when you go to work every day and you're doing the same thing. You can get like when we call with athletes burnt out, you know, you guys at home that are working a desk job, you get burnt out, you go to, you know, you work your nine to five every day mix it up, get a, you know, get a ball for a chair. So you're not sitting, you know, in a desk chair every day, or, you know, on your lunch break, go do something else. Or, you know, before you get there, have like a new routine, like talk to one of your coworkers and be like, Hey, how do you do this? Maybe try it for a couple of days. And then you're like, oh, this is garbage. Well, that's cool. You tried it and made your day for those two days. Interesting. Go back to what you love, you know, always ways of mixing it up.
0: Hey, that's yeah, that, that that's some great insight. That's awesome. Um, so well, you know, we're gonna go into our creative tilts. Uh and this is something that uh I ask all of my guests, um, what is a creative tip or tilts that you can provide our audience?
1: Yeah, my biggest one is is networking. You know, I heard it a long time ago and I had like everything mapped out and I went to this conference, you know. So I went to the sport management conference and the guy was saying, if you get a job or an internship in your hometown, you royally messed up. I don't even know why you're wasting your time getting a degree. And I was like, oh my gosh, what? I was like, I have an internship in my hometown. I work in my hometown. And the reason why he said that, you know, is like, we have like circles and that's your network, right? And if you keep your network right here, there's nothing wrong with that, but that's your network. It's right here. And it might be really strong and really cool, but it's right there. But when you go somewhere else, go out of town, even if it's to visit or for a week trip or whatever, or like I said, a conference, those are great ways to not be like overly committed, go to a conference and you meet someone. And now that person's up here and now your network kind of stretches and then your network's here. And then before you know it, it's overlapping. And it's so great because like I said, I can be sitting here not talking to you for the first time because, because I met you before, but you live in California. But because I went and did that fashion show um, as a fundraiser thing, we networked and we got together. And I think you know, being creative, you know, that's that's what you have to look for, is just find these small pieces. And who cares? You know, I went. Somebody said, uh, they had an invitation to Doctor Ben Carson's benefit dinner. I don't know if you guys know who he is, but he ran for the president. You know, he was a president candidate at one point, and he's a very famous child. Um, neurological he's a surgeon very famous surgeon and um they were like well we don't want to go do you want to go and I'm like oh my god yeah I want to go like this is a once in a time lifetime I didn't have anybody go with me I went by myself and it was a very eye-opening great experience um again I took pieces of that that dinner and, and his speech with me and um you know, I'll never forget them. And I think that's kind of what your journey, what a good tip is. Like, don't be like, when someone invites you to something, don't say, nah, or I don't have anyone to go. You know, sometimes that's the best way to go to these things because when you're by yourself, you're not tagged along with someone else. You get to talk to other people me, and meet, and then you never know who you're going to meet. They might think, hey, you're perfect, or you want to be a brand ambassador, or, you want a side job, or, you know, Another great thing, you know, my husband went to a tattoo guy, has this tattoo artist, but we needed a uh, real quick screen printing on our trunks. And um, he hit him up and he's like, oh, I have a perfect guy. Sent him to that guy. So anyways, kind of a lot, you know, long-winded answer. But, you know, networking, add that into your, your you know, your tips and, and your life change. is like, even if you just set out your goal, I'm going to do two networking things a year one in, you know, the spring and summer, one in the fall and winter. That's just two events you have to commit yourself, whether it's a conference, you know, uh, a gathering, a commerce thing, a small business thing, join a club, just get out there because that's where you get ideas and brainstorm and, and meet someone that that might be like life-changing and, and make an impact.
0: That's, that's a great tip. A uh, great tip. Yeah. I think that's something that um, especially in the creative field, and in people that I deal with, uh, a lot of creators uh, hate networking. Um, they they don't like talking about their work. Uh, they don't like promoting or selling their work. Uh, they they want to just be in there and just like I just want to focus on my artwork. And that's just half the battle. I mean, you have to be able to be willing to to you've got to learn how to sell your work. Got to be able to network, uh, reaching out. You just you sometimes you literally never know who you can who you can uh, meet meet i I know i was uh you know it was pretty cool you know seeing seeing what you're doing and uh, you're always on um these big fights and and pay-per-view and everything is like wow i was like i knew her from a couple years you know just from years ago i met her before she like really blew up so it's just one of those where like you just literally never know who you're who you're going to meet and that and like you said that that stretches your network uh and, and grows it before uh we sign off uh what are some some words of wisdom uh that you can uh, give to our audience before we, uh, end this episode.
1: Yeah. I mean, going back to it, like words of wisdom, you know, if, if you love something, just never quit, you know? And I know sometimes it gets hard, you know, uh, the enemy is not always on the outside, you know, sometimes our family and friends are the enemy and say, you know, why would you do that? You know, for example, why why would you get hit and risk breaking your nose? Why would you risk brain damage when you have a master's degree and could be super successful? You know, those people that thought I was so ridiculous four and five years ago are now like, wow, they're like super proud and like, can't believe it. And they're my biggest fans, you know? So just take that, you know, if you love something, if you don't love something, then yeah, don't, don't even bother with it. Find something you love, whether it's cooking, art, helping people, you know, in the medical field, clothes, you know, find something like that and, and never quit. Um, even if you get knocked down, just find another way around it. And, and I promise, you know, it's like that old cliche. If you hang around a barbershop long enough, you're going to get your hair cut. You know, I'm like a walking testimony on how many close calls and and close fights and split decisions and draws. Oh my gosh, you guys have no idea how many of those I have. And now, you know, I was on a four, like epic, you know, four fight win streak and, and championship. And, and here I am with another epic fight about to happen. Um, so yeah, and, and write it down, you know, write down what your goals are. And then every day, just, you know, really hold yourself accountable to, to seeing it through to the end and, and really finding what you love and what you're passionate about. You know, it sounds silly, but I did it you know truth like I told you I was working at Wells Fargo I hated it you know finances was not for me and I was like oh my god I just wanted to be rich and you know that was not what I needed to do and during my break you know it sounds so funny but you guys this is a dead honest truth I took a personality test and like you know those quizzes what what your dream job what would you be good at you know, it's okay if you feel lost and you don't have an identity, go take those quizzes because they'll tell you. And then you'll, you know, that's all you need is this little push to be like, man, I would be a great disc jockey. I think I would be the best DJ ever. Maybe I'm going to go buy a boombox, go to a few parties. Next thing you know, you're performing in Miami, making a thousand dollars a night for a show. And it's all because this quiz told you you'd be the bombest DJ ever, you know? Um, and then that's what I did. I took a quiz and It told me sport management was my thing. So I went to sport management and one thing led to another. Now I'm, I never thought I would be competing in it, but that road led me, led me to something that I'm wholeheartedly passionate about, which is sports. And, um, yeah, you know, you you have to find what you love to be good at it and you have to find something that you love to be great at it. So, uh, you know, those are the levels keep climbing, keep leveling up.
0: That's Awesome. Uh, the, the, those are some uh, great words of wisdom and and i, I know that someone uh w- whenever uh, someone listens to this uh or maybe they they start to watch your content and they say hey we you know we we want you know we're checking out this episode and they see these uh, words of wisdom um I, I think that's something that can that can resonate with uh with a lot of people is um, you know do what you love um you know that's something that i you know that i live by is you know just create what you love you know if if there's certain things that you know you want to do or you want to aspire to become then um you know it, it might be up to you to build it uh you may have the you know obviously you have to d- develop the skills and things necessary but um i think everybody has those unique sort of creative powers to to do the things that um you know they want to see um, in the world so um great great insight great insight um so Before we sign off, um, how can people reach out to you? What's the best way to reach out to you? Uh, You know, maybe if they want to check out the fight this weekend or or maybe get with you for maybe some um, motivational speaking or maybe some kind of uh, media engagement. Um, What is the best way to to get in touch with you?
1: Yeah, so I'm on Instagram, um, Twitter. And TikTok, you know, you can always talk on TikTok too. And I I try to throw in the motivational things on TikTok, so they're not all silly dances, but they're at Team Britain Beltran. um, And then my Facebook, of course, is Britain Beltran. Um, And and definitely please, you know, I encourage you guys to follow my journey and kind of look back, you know, not just look at what I'm doing now, but kind of look back on some of those pieces because I think you'll, you'll really see that, you know, wow, she really was in you know, Virginia with the cows in the middle of nowhere. And now she's in Miami. It's kind of cool, but follow me on there. Um, if you want to reach out to me, I'm so terrible at my messages try though. But the best way is the comment, comment and say, check your messages or comment and say, you know, whatever, whatever question you have, because I'm really good at commenting back. I think I'm awesome at that. Um, my private messages, I'm not as great at, but if you send me a comment on my actual, on a post or picture, I'll see it, I'll like it, I might even give you a fist bump, and um, you know, I'm really looking forward to this fight on the 24th too, so if you guys don't have the BKFC app, go ahead and download it, it's really easy, and then you can keep up, they have a lot of fun videos that kind of give you personal insight into the behind the scenes, and each fighter's life too, so super fun thing to kind of get more, um, you know, attached to, to the fighter or to the person you're following, kind of like, you know, vicariously kind of live through them and see what it's like. So uh, yeah, so super easy. Again, Team Britain Beltran.
0: That's great. That's awesome. Well, hey, this has been a, a very, uh, very insightful episode uh, with, with Britain. Like I said, good luck to her on her, on her fight coming up. Um, we're actually going to release this episode. I'm actually going to release this tomorrow um so people can check it uh, check this out um and i said obviously before your before your fight and um but yeah you can check out this episode this available this episode will be available on spotify soundcloud um apple podcast um and it will be available in the next couple of weeks uh on my radio partner helium radio that's based out of uh, the florida area um so uh it will be on radio in the next couple of weeks so uh i'll be sure to britain i'll be sure to tag you and everything and let you know where it's going to be uh released at but Uh, other than that hey this has been another great episode oh and also too if you want to support the show there's different ways of doing it Um, you can support it at www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash the creative brew and for the price of a cup of coffee uh, well probably including inflational um, you know but for the price of a cup of coffee uh, you can support this show so uh, anything helps and then also a quick shout out to my sponsors uh, for the show uh first of all all skill no luck um they build, they they create uh handmade high quality flannel uh here in Oceanside, california they've been a great uh, uh a great sponsor for the creative brew uh if you mention creative brew 10 you'll get a discount on your next purchase uh, and that's at all skill uh, and then elevate coffee trading um they are uh, a, a coffee brand based out of the dallas area and all, all of their proceeds go to uh, helping uh, coffee producing countries um, like Guatemala, as well as in areas of need in the United States. Uh, and then you've got the, uh, at, oh, and you've got panels, uh, comics and coffee bar. Um, I actually produced this, this show there before we expanded. So um, they offer um, great coffee, comics, graphic novels, merchandise. I'm a huge nerd um so if you mention the show uh you'll get you'll actually get a uh, discount on your next purchase on your book or coffee purchase and uh also too i have handmade coffee cups too i I do handmade uh hand-drawn coffee cups that i have on display there so if you're in the area come by check it out and um if you're interested in purchasing one you can do that as well um so other than that hey um thank you britain for coming uh coming through for this show uh Appreciate it good luck on everything that you're doing uh wish you the best of luck i'm always i like i said I, i've seen your your journey i see it to where it, you know where it is now and the i thing I can do is is just hey a, a slow clap for you um because i said you you've been through it and now you're um you know shining bright and uh like i said wish you all the all the success um with with you and your your family too so um thank you So uh, other than that, hey, this has been another awesome episode of the Cradle Brew. Be cradle, stay inspired.